You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Friday, January 26th. I'm Erin Fulton with Raven News. At its regular meeting this week, the Sitka Assembly appointed local pastor Ryan Gluth to fill a vacancy on the city's tourism task force after considering two applications for the position. While there is rarely pushback on committee appointments, a few community members felt like Gluth and the other applicant, Ian Dempster, were too pro-industry for the vacant at-large seat. Barbara Bingham, who sits on the Tourism Task Force, asked the Assembly to deny both applicants and re-advertise for the open position. The task force is already overweighted by uh, pro-cruise tourism advocates who are heavily invested in uh, continued growth. Others commented that the position wasn't advertised long enough and asked the Assembly to hold off on their decision to allow more people to apply. But Assemblymember Chris Estead felt one week of advertising for the position was enough time. This was advertised with plenty of time. I saw it on social media and other media outlets. Everyone in this town had an equal opportunity to apply for this seat. The fact that these two potential candidates might happen to be pro-tourism it's not their fault. You know, if someone else was not pro-tourism or neutral, they had the opportunity to apply. Most Assembly members voiced support for Gluth's application, and Mayor Stephen Eisenbeis said either would be a win for the city and the task force. We have an issue that has become polarizing. Um, while I don't think it needs to be as polarizing as it is, because we have two residents of Sitka who want to do the best Sitka. Everybody has a slightly different point of view on how we get there, um, but I don't think either of these names want to do the worst for Sitka. I don't think they want to destroy our town. Um, we are very fortunate to have two, um, two names um, that whichever way we go, um, the task force is going to win, the community is going to win, and the assembly is going to win. The assembly appointed Ryan Gluth on a 6-1 to one vote, with Estead voting in favor of Dempster. Gluth will be appointed to the at-large seat previously filled by Task Force Chair Phyllis Hackett, who resigned earlier this month. The 33rd state legislature is in session in Juneau, and decisions are being made that affect Alaskans across the state. For some more rural residents, those decisions can seem like they are happening a world away behind closed doors. April Gass is the information officer at Ketchikan's Legislative Information Office. Her job is to give people a glimpse behind the scenes by connecting them with their state representatives. She also provides information about bills working their way through the House and Senate. KRBD's Jack Darrell stopped by Gass's office and spoke with her about how citizens can get involved and why it matters. Hi, Jack. This is April Gass at the Legislative Information Office in Ketchikan. Awesome. Yeah. And so what is the Legislative Information Office. Legislative Information Office is run by Legislative Affairs. We're a nonpartisan office um, all over the state, and we are basically here to help people connect with their elected officials. You know, our job is if we don't have information that you're looking for, to try and help you find it. I, I think sometimes people think that um, the legislative information offices are political offices, and we are not. We are nonpartisan. Our job is just to help you as the community connect with the legislature. Gotcha. Yeah. And so, you know, the legislative session just started in Juneau. Can you explain what that means a little bit? Sure. So the, the legislators, you know, are in their own communities, but... Um, 
from January 16th this year till the middle of May. They will be meeting in Juneau. So yeah, that's what they're doing. They're working on legislation, they're meeting, they're um, listening to the people of Alaska. You know, you can watch meetings, you can testify, uh, you can submit written testimony, or you can actually testify to the committees themselves. And what does that mean, testifying? So if you want to make a statement about a particular bill, for instance, Saturday there was uh, a bill about education, you can come to the Legislative Information Office. We have a teleconference system, and you can testify before the committee. You can submit written testimony. It just means that you're able to communicate to the committees how you feel about a certain piece of legislation. Gotcha. Yeah. And yeah, I think there's sort of this belief, you know, trying to engage the legislature, push your issues as a citizen doesn't go anywhere, that if you send your senator an email, it's going to end up, you know, in a spam box somewhere. How do representatives use testimony and does it make a difference? I absolutely think it makes a difference. Personally, I've, you know, I've emailed our senator, our representative, and always gotten a response, whether it was something I agreed with or disagreed with. They do want to hear from our communities. They represent us, and they they are part of our communities. My personal thought is if we're not participating, then they're representing a much smaller portion of our communities. So the more people that participate, um, the more voices get heard and the more equal representation we have. And especially in this community, I think we're very well represented. And I think that our senator and our representative are very in touch with what's going on in the community. And and they do uh, appreciate hearing from folks. If you're interested in specific bills, um, you can go to the uh, State of Alaska legislative website, and there's a phone number there, and you can sign up. You can get texts about specific bills that you're interested in, um, movement on those bills. Gotcha. And are there other ways that the LIO offers uh, to engage with the legislature? Yes. um, You can submit what we call a, a public opinion message. You can do that through the legislature's website, which is a fantastic website. There's a way to do it there, or you can come to the Legislative Information Office and we can submit that for you. It's a bit shorter way to basically testify. Representative Ortez and Senator Stedman welcome that. Um, Calling during session may not be as profitable because they're very busy but yeah they're just there are a lot of ways to be involved um that's part of the beauty of our small state is we have access to all of the senators and representatives gotcha yeah and if you want to get you know if you want to testify or get in contact with people through the lio what are the steps when someone comes in and you know has something they want to speak about on an issue So if there is a committee meeting and they're hearing a bill that has public testimony, um, you can just come to the LIO. We have a teleconference system, and um, we'll call in for you, and just you give your testimony 
regarding that specific piece of legislation, but it definitely is appreciated and that information is, is used. You know, you may not change somebody's opinion, but certainly if enough people testify, I, I think that can happen. Not everybody wants to be, you know, in an elected office, but um, everybody has a voice and everyone can participate through the LIO and we can help people do that. Well, thanks, April. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. And and we're here. So if you have an interest in, in what's going on in the legislature, we can help you navigate that. That was KRBD's Jack Darrell speaking with April Gass, the information officer at Ketchikan's Legislative Information Office. You can reach the Sitka Legislative Information Office at 907-747-6276. More than 60 inches of snow has fallen in Juneau during the last two weeks. That's made it harder for people to get to the city's emergency cold weather shelter in Thane. Dave Ringel is the executive director of Juno's St. Vincent de Paul chapter, which operates the shelter. He says the number of people staying there has increased as temperatures have dropped. We went from averaging 42 to averaging 52 people a night starting January 1st. A van usually drives downtown throughout the night to pick up people and take them to the shelter, but the snow has made that impossible at times. We've had some nights where the van was unable to be unstuck and we've had to talk to JPD and the care sleep off center and and they've not done it every night but on nights where it's been really bad they've been the ones on the lookout they find people who are unsheltered and find the right places for them. Some warming shelter guests have continued to walk there. Ringle said St. Vincent de Paul will accept donations of reflective vests and tape at their Teal Street office. Ringle says homeless service providers have been able to connect some people to housing this week, but he says there aren't enough affordable options in Juneau to fully meet the demand. This year's point-in-time count will happen on Tuesday. It's part of a nationwide effort to count the number of people experiencing homelessness and connect them to services. The count will take place at Juno's shelters, including Family Promise, The Glory Hall, and Shei Chat Hit Youth Shelter. Teams will also visit camps to meet people and distribute supplies. They're going to have backpacks with uh, items contributed from local businesses and from United Way, you know, toiletries and clothing and stuff to provide. Resurrection Lutheran Church will also host a breakfast on Tuesday morning as part of the count. Taking a look at the community calendar. The deadline for employers to register to take part in the Sitka Job Fair is Friday, February 2nd. The free fair will take place 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Wednesday, February 14th at Harrigan Centennial Hall. Space is limited. To register, call 907-747-6921. I'm Erin Fulton, and this has been Raven News. Mm-hmm.